Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Funhouse Podcast. Today is January 19th, 2021. With me today is your favorite Funhouse duo, Elise Willems. Hey, Lindsay. Thanks and for having Ryan me. I would Haley. say that... That Lindsay and me, and, Lindsay and Elise is a great. Oh, <laughs> that was James, did, James Willems. You did the thing I was going to do, Willems. just say that Elise and Lindsay's a pretty great duo too. And I, I don't know why I roll it like this from the smash hit pop culture news and political <laughs> commentary YouTube channel Internet Today, Ricky Hayberg. Whoa, hello, thanks for having me. I, I just saw the background of Elise for the first time, and she has the same book as me. At the yeah, Alice, Alice Obscura, Obscura. Get yeah. a lot of luck or a lot of yeast we're getting out of it right now. Yeah, don't leave home without it, or don't leave home ever. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you well, also you have, have the UK editions of Harry Potter too? Uh, no, no, I, I, you, you know, I only play the games, you know. How many white tiger megazords do you have? Zero. Now you guys are just like flexing. I, I just started putting together my background like a month ago. So I only have, mm-hmm. you know, my little, uh, YouTube award oh. and my XFL football, just a, it's a wall nice. of failure. <laughs> Cuphead great. did okay though. Elise, mm-hmm. before you put that bookshelf there, where were you hiding all those books? Oh my gosh. They were in our bedroom and they were like all like packed crazy tight on top of each mm-hmm. other and squeezed in. And But mm-hmm. now I can like show off all my cool Full stuff. Like my Triforce. I have all my Jim Henson books on a shelf together. Um, Are you going to get a little chair maybe for like the corner, like a little I, reading chair? I would like to get a memory foam beanbag chair mm. so I can kind of curl up and die. <laughs> in, in the chair I, <laughs> be I've found. been pushing I've been pushing for Elise to get those things that they have at like old libraries which are the ladders on wheels so that way if she needs yeah. to reach the upper shelves oh, yeah. she can do that or if she needs to sing a song she can jump on it and it'll slide it's the most yeah. whimsical way Freaky. to get down a book mm-hmm. that's perfect I just have my degrees in Ikea frames <laughs> so. perfect and a plant and a plant that I'm trying yeah. to keep alive so yeah. Monstera it looks okay. good yeah, he's doing okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a he or she. No, don't. There's some dead leaves. Okay, I got it. My good. my silver YouTube button is basically my diploma. If I ever needed to get a job that was off YouTube, that would be pretty much the only thing I have to bring in to the future what, employer. What silver's what a hundred? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got well with the old when we were at Machinima. We got to like nine hundred and fifty thousand. We're like. All right, we're gonna get that gold play button in no time, and yeah. it just like YouTube did that thing where they're like, uh, "Yeah, we're just gonna like accidentally unsub a bunch of people from your channel right before mm-hmm. the finish line." That's Damn. that's why I think they did it. Honestly, I think I think that they got rid of all those. They unsubbed and did that whole thing because they were worried about how much they were gonna have to spend on those play buttons. Yeah, yeah. So it took us two years to get that. Like we got the hundred thousand really quick, but then you know. It was like two mm-hmm. years, I think, before we we just got this like really recently. Yeah, to receive it, to actually yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, there's not a lot going on this week. Probably not too much to talk about. So, I just was gonna say, you know, um, before we jump into not talking about anything, um, or you know, talking about our, I wrote this too, our hopes and dreams for getting the vaccine, and then all of us going to Vegas and blacking out in the MGM yes. Grand Lazy River. Don't know if it's your dream my dream <laughs> i i really want to go to me and my wife keep talking about like everything that we want to do it's like it's like how 
in the before times, you would, you know, once a year, twice a year, people would play the lottery when it gets to that big number. Mm-hmm. And then you'd spend, you know, the, the days leading up to it fantasizing about what you would do if you won the money. And, and mm-hmm. that's really what you're buying. What the, the, the hopium that I'm ingesting now is just like, what if everything went back to normal and we could do anything? But yeah. the sad reality is, is that it's going to probably be <laughs> years before anything's back to normal. And even with the vaccine, yeah. travel's probably going to be restricted and, you know, mm-hmm. things aren't going to be fully open. And so yeah. that's and sad. The question is, what will normal look like? Will we see a new version of normal? I was talking about this this morning. Will Costco ever go back to having samples in store? Food samples? Or will oh. that, will things like that be a... a you know, relic of the past of our pre-pandemic I could have sworn that they did. I could have sworn that they did still have samples of certain things mm-hmm. that could be controlled. Like they weren't just putting out the small wieners that they're cu- cutting into a, five pieces <laughs> or whatever. But I thought they did have like samples of like some things that like like during the pandemic sealed packages. Like maybe yeah, they they'll have to put little package, lids yeah. on everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's going to be a while before you see something like a Coachella or an amusement oh, park yeah. at full capacity outside of the state of Florida or <laughs> just, I don't know, concerts in general. It, it seems so, it seems so foreign now, like so alien to think about you, getting in a room with a bunch of people. Even if you were vaccinated, I'd still be nervous for a while. You're, you're, yeah. I, I mean, uh, you made a joke, but I think you're actually probably pretty 100% right about what's going to happen is that we're going to get into this thing where they're going kind of like, you're like, Oh, well, yeah, you used to drive across state lines. Cause that's where, you know, you could buy fireworks. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get yeah. into a situation where it's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, we can't have a party in California, <laughs> but we can't like we are a bunch of our friends are all traveling to, you know, Nevada mm-hmm. because we can have a party there. You guys want to go to the Costco in Arizona to get some samples? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do. I, I do really want to go to Vegas with Lindsay. Mm-hmm. I can't, I mean, I can't wait. Um, but I mean, you're totally right because I'm looking at pictures of my sister who's taking her, you know, five-year-old to the museum of history. And I'm like, I can't go to, yeah. and that's like, you know, in Ohio, I'm like, I can't mm-hmm. go to a museum here. They're not open. And my I dad says, I could go to a museum. my dad, my parents live in Florida and he's like, everything's wide open here. Like he doesn't look, I really hope that he doesn't get sick, but it seems as though people in Florida are, uh, being a lot riskier than uh, mm-hmm. I would be comfortable with. Yeah. It's like, we went to a restaurant, nobody's wearing masks, like everything's open, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's mm-hmm. just like... I didn't see any viruses. Yeah, Tripping I mean... the light fantastique, as we might say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I remember like even a couple months ago him being like, you know, I, I know a lot of people and I don't know anyone that's got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, well, oh, I know a lot of people who have got it. Yeah, no, I do. Oh, yeah. I know a ton of people who have yeah. died. I have friends' parents yeah. who have died. I have uh, people yeah. in my parents' hometown, my old friends that I grew up with there. Right now, his parents both have it. And like my, my dad's response will be like, well, I hope they come, I hope they turn out okay. It's, it's interesting, and I, I think it has a lot to do with kind of what we do for a living, maybe, all four of us. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone close to me who has gotten it here in L.A., despite the fact no. that it is like the, you know, Epicenter Satan's right anus now. of COVID yeah. right now. Like, That's because you don't let anyone truly get close to you. You've That's always true. said that. <laughs> yeah. It protects well, you. But that's emotionally, though. Physically, I, you know, I'm like uh, Fassbender in the movie where he bangs everything. Uh, Days of Future Past. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, but I do think that, like, 
I do know people back in North Carolina where it's supposedly, I mean, it's a big deal everywhere, but like, I just think, I just, I have a feeling that like maybe people are in these other places. The reason they don't have red alarms spinning everywhere, like they kind of do in LA is because people have just considered, decided to keep living their life. And now it's, we're treating getting COVID like when, you know, your older sister is actually your mom, you know, it's like, Oh no, she's just at sleepaway camp. But the truth of the matter is she got knocked up at 16 and then, you know, oh. like, like, and now the whole family has to pretend like, I feel like that's what we're doing with COVID in a lot of places too. We're just like, Oh no, 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 there's, they don't have what? COVID. They're just got a heavy cough and might die in the hospital. I was, I was talking about with my wife about this last night. It was, did, when you guys were young, did your parents like force you to go to school and be around kids when they had chicken pox so that you could get it and get over it? Uh, when I was like six months, my mom took me to my cousin's house and, and we just hung out there until I got chicken pox. Yep. That's, yeah, so that's what happened infant. to me. I had chicken mm-hmm. pox as, a, as an infant, like a baby baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think same. I was in like, like very young elementary school, but uh, my, 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 my wife thought that was crazy. Really? She's not. I, well, I don't. She's never heard of that? Know. I don't, I don't know if people do it anymore. Box? Has she had no. chicken pox? Uh-uh. Oh, well then that's, see that, that that's the thing though. Because your she immune system is prepped for chicken pox when you're like a little because kid. Now is now more susceptible a, to getting shingles? Yeah. It's a way to deal know. if like, you get it yeah. as an adult. Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a Remember thing. Remember Joel had shingles? Joel had shingles. And that Bruce, who had, 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 had chicken pox, had to, be, we had to be genuinely careful because it could have been way worse for him. But yeah, yeah I, was, I was a little baby. And there's a, actually a picture of myself and my brother in the tub together. And he's got chicken pox. And I was like, that was it. <laughs> they, yeah. They, they, yeah. This is the point. Yeah. Well, yeah. the reason that I remember that small fact, too, is because I found a VHS tape that was, like, from my childhood. And I'm like, Mom, like, oh, we're hanging out at Aunt's house. She's like, oh, yeah, that's when your cousin had chicken pox. And, and like, the, there's footage of her. She's, like, scratching. And my aunt's like, can you help her? And yeah. my mom's like, oh, yeah, I brought you over there because um, we we're trying to get you to have chicken pox. Yeah. And your mom, yeah, her like six months. Yeah. I get by with a little help from my friends. It's all on tape. <laughs> I get by on tape. <laughs> but yeah, I oh, had wow. it when I was a baby. But yeah, I think oh, that yeah. I think uh, the issue here is that like, you know, we're also at an age we're we're in an industry that is luckily for the most part you're able to do it from home. Also, mm-hmm. we're at an age where yeah. you know, luckily, I would say in some cases not luckily, some people do have really really adverse effects to it but you know there's probably people who have gotten it and not even known it because they were asymptomatic or Mm -hmm. had mild symptoms like a cough or sneeze or whatever uh but that doesn't mean that they didn't you know couldn't pass it to someone or anything Mm -hmm. like that it's just like we're in that like middle of the between your 20s and 50s where it's just like uh you don't really know yeah so yeah I still don't want do, it though, so I, I've literally like I've, I've been in solitude for like ten months. I've gone out, you know, I go hiking maybe uh, if there's yeah. no one around. And uh, like the other day, I went off the trail because there was a family coming towards me. So I went mm-hmm. off the trail like twelve feet and put my mask on, and mm-hmm. I felt like the crazy one because like yeah, none of them yeah. had right? masks on, and they're just like yeah. looking at me like I'm crazy. Oh yeah, Isn't that, that weird. Something... I step out all the way all the time. People look at you like you're a lunatic. It's like, excuse yeah. me. Something I, I notice a lot is um, I'll be wearing a mask, you know, walking my dog or whatever, and somebody will approach me that's not wearing a mask, and I'm the one to move out of the way when mm-hmm. I feel like, and a lot of the time I, I just notice more, it's like it's a lot of men too, more so than women, um, and they 
they expect me to move out of the way. And which is like, you know, at least if you're not going to wear the mask, at least be courteous and just. Mm-hmm. just well, the, no, like, at least because, you know, the same reason that they're not stepping out of the way is the same reason that they're not wearing a mask. Because yeah, they just don't care. Right. Yeah. But like, because like if I see, if I'm, you know, walking down the street and there's an older person and where I will cross the street so that they don't have to move out of their way. You know, mm-hmm. to be socially and plus old people smell. <laughs> there's a person. If there's a person with a, a baby carriage, I'll move out of the way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I will say, like, it does make me, like, I'm happy. To, I, I'm I'm very happy that I haven't gotten it. I'm very happy that I've been able to, you know, work from home and and do all that stuff. But it does mm-hmm. make me feel like like I'm losing my mind when I see people living completely normally, doing absolutely whatever the hell they want and being completely unaffected by it. It's just like, yeah. like over Christmas, like obviously we told our parents, we're not visiting, you guys can't come here. And then it's like, you know, you call family and it's like, yeah, we're all together. What? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do you get yeah. unreasonably excited when you see Elliot, the like one person that you see? Uh, I think it you does help. Like yeah, it, it, it just, it does feel normal because we've been, kind of in our own bubble the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it does just feel like I'm seeing my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, your co-host of, of internet you, today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My For work the, wife. Um, yeah. So it doesn't seem weird anymore. It would be weird if we like stopped for a while and then started up again in person. Mm-hmm. But like, since we're literally just two people, we don't have any production staff. We don't have anything, anything we never had to stop. Yeah. We even mm-hmm. had like at the beginning of it, we like printed out the statement from Gavin Newsom and the mayor saying that podcasts were essential and like mm-hmm. had them in our cars in case we got pulled over. Um, but no, he he's also, you know, really staying isolated and all that stuff. So it, mm-hmm. it, it's never been a problem. And, you know, to our credit, when nothing's happened since. So it's yeah. uh, we're very lucky to be in that specific scenario uh, if we had anyone working with us, obviously it would be a bit different. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. Ha- has it been a challenge? I mean, yeah. I know it's it's changed a lot over the course of these last eight months, but ha- has it been a challenge? <laughs> I don't know how to phrase this. Have <laughs> you guys gotten to a place where you feel comfortable talking about COVID on the show? Because I'm, I know at first there was the whole thing where YouTube was flagging. You know, you couldn't even mention COVID in your video. Uh, Yeah, we're completely comfortable with it now because we fought it so many times that we know the process of them. They're going to reverse it because we know the one time where we actually had to get like our network involved to where they because because YouTube, you you obviously can't talk to someone. You have to have someone at your MCN or your manager or whoever Mm -hmm. talk to them. Uh, And the one time that we had to have someone step in was we obviously jokingly were talking about how uh, people were saying that you could, that that obviously COVID can live inside the testicles. Uh-huh. And so that it would probably be a good idea for men to boil their testicles once a night mm-hmm. after a long day <laughs> of exposing themselves to the virus. Mm-hmm. And yeah. YouTube really didn't like that idea. I think I'm losing power. No. Oh, you're still here. You're still here. I, I had a spike. Though, I had yeah, a spike. I saw flash. I saw yeah. flash. Yeah. yeah. One of my monitors went out. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. So so they did. YouTube's trying to shut me down. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just even mentioning it. So that yeah. one was that was the only one we had to fight. The other ones are just like flip the button that says we didn't do anything bad, and then mm-hmm. you know eight hours later they're like, all right, you can have your monetization back now that it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess for me, it's weird because I already boil my testicles. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, it's not going to help me. Yeah. So 
you know, it's just routine at this point. You sit in a, uh, a, a jacuzzi made of wood over a fire, like a fire that you set every yeah. night. I'm trying to get the wrinkles out is my goal. <laughs> I'm trying, I want to get all the wrinkles out and yeah. just have a nice smooth, I want it to look like my forehead is what I've always said. I say yeah. that to Elise every night. I just want it to look like, like, well, yeah. the, and then he gets, he gets more Botox in his forehead because then he wants to set up. a new standard for his mm-hmm. testicles. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. As you get older, your forehead's going to slowly start resembling your testicles more. Yeah. It's like Dorian Gray. Yeah. And then your balls <laughs> become smoother as you age because yeah, they get exactly. fuller and heavier with the, mm-hmm. the weight of a life well lived. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, can't wait to get that vaccine. Oh my God. It's, I, it's insane. Right. It's like the, the fact that some people won't take it. I, I wish I could just get in line and just look, I know that obviously people need it more than like healthcare workers. Yes. Old mm-hmm. people. Yes. Sure, the yeah. fact that we're mm-hmm. just now being like, okay, now people 65 and older can have it. That should have been mm-hmm. at the start. The more people that have it, the less chance there is to spread. If you want it, you should be able to get it we need to be producing more of it obviously but mm-hmm. yeah it's it's like so aggravating seeing like going online and being like uh, yeah probably won't be able to get it till uh i don't know july if everything works yeah. out right so i mm-hmm. i got my flu shot on saturday which admittedly is much later than i'm used to getting my flu shot um but because of everything it was like okay well how am i gonna you know I'm trying to go out less. Uh, so the idea of like doing that was a little bit tough and I'm also not seeing anybody, but I still want to participate on in, in the herd immunity. I know yeah. no one else participates in. Um, but either way, I was able to schedule to get an appointment to get a, a flu shot. And that process for me was just so like, oh, yes, thank God, give it to me. Like put it in my arm. Like, this is how it should be for happened. everything else. What, yeah, what other needles you got back tell there? Tell them what happened just, after you got the shot though. Oh, well, so it was a, a kind of a rush job. The, the pharmacist was <laughs> That's not, what you want to hear. Yeah. It was, was, de- I was definitely lower on their priorities of stuff going on. It was a little mm-hmm. manic, but basically it was like, all right, here we go. And then, you know, alcohol swabbed, took the shot, boom, just like slammed it into my arm, pulled it out. And was like, looked at, he, he looked at it and he went, ah, you should be fine. No band aid." And I went, cool, I heal fast. Yeah. And so then, so then by the time I walked from the pharmacy out to my car, I, uh, I think I stopped and bought cookies on the way out. But I bought cookies on the way out. <laughs> to get your blood every- sugar back up after the <laughs> yeah, traumatic yeah. experience. Yeah. <laughs> and then so by the time I got to my car, I was like, is it raining? And I looked over and my arm was just bleeding. <laughs> Oh no! Like, it's like it had like sopped through my shirt and then was like bleeding down my arm, just like this trail of blood. Um, I, I posted an Instagram uh, photo of it, but I was like, I was like, oh man, no, I, he definitely needed a bandaid real bad. So <laughs> like, this is my like, fourth uh, twelve-hour shift in a, in like three days. So please just yeah. take your shot and and leave. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would have put it on myself, uh, but I just thought it was funny. He was like, oh no, you're good. You're totally good. And then I ble- like I basically was like driving home holding like something over my arm, filling that napkin with blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I've never seen so much blood come from a puncture wound before. So mm-hmm. but either way. But now I got Well the now you're safe. They say body. that the, the flu overall has been down like dramatically because of everyone Not isolating and putting their yeah. uh masks yeah. on and all that so yeah but yeah i upgrade before the spike i uh, uh not to like make the whole thing about covid because people watching are probably just like enough of the covid oh yeah. mm-hmm. but i started worry, uh, luckily luckily before the spike in la i i bought a bunch of um those kn95 masks like the ones that are like bo- just a step below yeah. the medical grade because mm-hmm. uh, 
Fry's Electronics here has basically like turned into a PPE warehouse instead of an electronics <laughs> store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm lucky I got them when I did because I went back right before we went on break to get more and they were like completely sold out. I had to order like the expensive ones off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have like a supply of those cause like, yeah, I just don't trust like the cloth masks anymore. Like if I'm, hmm. we've restricted like going out anywhere to, we go to Trader Joe's once every two weeks and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ricky, can I ask, and how many copies of I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry did you buy? Uh, well, they only had one in the bargain bin. Oh. So they, it's in the bin. They, no, it's one per customer because it's considered an essential service. Okay. <laughs> so they, yeah, they limit yeah. it. I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they replenish it once that person leaves. I, I once was at a Fry's years ago when you could go to Fry's, um, and I, I found in the bin... What was it? It was a double feature, Tango and Cash. Oh, Tango and Cash and Cobra. And mm-hmm. it was in the bargain bin. And I, I remember audibly in the store holding it up and going, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a DVD with the double feature, one on the each l- side. And I, are you kidding me? That's yeah. what my the life was. The uh, last double feature I would have bought, I know that Kingpin was one of the DVDs. I'm trying okay. to remember what the other one, one was. But I, I, I think I bought it solely because I wanted to get Kingpin. And then whatever the other one was, was just, just tertiary it. to it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was getting, helping, helping to get sales up by attaching it to uh, the hit movie Kingpin. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I went, I, I, when I moved, I didn't have internet for like two weeks. It was supposed, it was supposed to be like three days. But uh, I didn't have inter- internet for like two weeks. So I had to go to Target to like just buy dvds or blu-rays or whatever they had and luckily mm-hmm. they've uh there's like instead of like bundling it like one or two they had these decade bundles so i bought like 80s comedy which had like seven movies and they were all like completely random i think it was like because warner brothers just it was like every big comedy movie that warner brothers had produced so it was mm-hmm. like there it was like really strange it was like national lampoon's vacation gremlins uh beetlejuice um, the, for some reason, Batman was on there. Uh, it was just like whatever they could put onto one disc was whatever mm-hmm. they could do. And then I, I just ended that. up getting a bunch of like Christmas movies on, off of Amazon. But I watched every Star Wars. Uh, we started watching the Harry Potters, but gave up. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like all these like just weird 80s movies. But uh, yeah, that was the first time I've bought in like physical media in so long. It was completely like, dispensable because i was like well after these two weeks i'll never watch these ever again Mm -hmm. unless it was on like a you know streaming platform but it was just it was very uh very retro very cool (laughs) uh, Lindsay, i know you have other topics but this elise and i uh just for reasons had to get up early this morning earlier than we normally would and so we really wanted to be able to fall asleep quickly so to unwind we decided to try and find something that to watch and we literally like went on to Amazon Prime and searched 80s movies free prime um to see what came up cuz my my and sweet spot is like late 80s early 90s in terms of movies comfort stuff you know yeah and uh unfortunately Elise fell asleep while we were in the interim watching Hollywood bloopers <laughs> um but uh afterwards I put on Heavenly Kid Rick Moranis which at least I don't no, I don't Heavenly think Rick Moranis kid? is in it. Is it not Rick Moranis? Is it Dave? No. Uh, 
Who's no, in it? Is it I think it's Quaid? nobody. I, I don't think it's anybody except for the guy who plays Commandant Lassard from Police Academy, maybe. <laughs> really? Um, I've never heard of this. I had never heard of it either. It was in 4x3, so I can only assume that meant that it was some I mean, sort of made-for-TV no, movie. No, it's not the song right there. What, <laughs> movie, was, what movie am I confusing it with then? Heavenly Sent? Are you thinking? Heavenly Kid. My Heavenly Blue Heaven? Oh, maybe My Blue Heaven is what I'm thinking of. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Which is Rick Moranis and... Uh, Steve Martin, right? Steve Martin, yep. Yeah. Yeah, Heaven Martin Sent is hair. with Ernie Ernie Hudson, Christian Kane. Yeah, this is Heavenly Kid, guys. Oh, but Heavenly it is Kid, great. It's great. It's it. It just I, and I had no. But Elise was like, put on Heavenly Kid, and then she I was it, out. I so got then, it confused with that. So then I put it on, and then had to deal with the repercussions. <laughs> and it was. It just starts, and it's it starts like almost in the middle of a movie, and it's mm-hmm. like a '50s like hey, two greasers, and one of the greasers is like you. You ruined my like. You tried to come on to my girl, and then, and then he's like, "I didn't know it was your girl." He's like, "We're gonna settle this by playing chicken in our cars." And then he goes over, and the girl is played by the mom from Malcolm in the Middle, mm. but ver- a very young version of her. And then Jane Kazarigo. Sure, know. yeah. And then so they get in the cars, but it's not chicken at each other. It's chicken like a drag race towards the edge of a cliff. This is, by the way, an aside. Literally nothing other than. Oh, so it's, it's, is it who pulls away first? Whoever pulls away first, and so they're driving. But the only thing is, for some reason, the pulling away is not putting the brake on your car. It's opening the driver's side door and diving out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so your car. And so, so the first guy, the first guy, they're driving towards the edge of a cliff, and the first guy open. He goes, huh? and then opens the door and then dives out. And then our hero goes like, "Yeah, I did it." And then, so he's like celebrating or whatever. And then he's like, so then he's like, all right, now time for me to dive out of my car, which seems really dangerous because then there's a moving car that's heading toward. But he goes to dive out of his car and his wrist is stuck on the steering wheel and he goes, oh no. So then he goes over the edge and then he crashes and dies in it. And then he goes to this really weird, surreal, late 80s interpretation of heaven, mm-hmm. which is basically like the subway. Um, but, uh, but either way, I just thought it was really funny because they were like, like his whole thing is he's like, Oh no, my wrist is strapped. I'm like, hit the brakes. <laughs> like you can, you're, you're still perfectly fine here. I like um, the idea that like in order to not sustain life threatening injuries by diving out of the car, they would have to be playing chicken at like maybe 20 miles an hour <laughs> or less. Yes. So they're yes. just slowly creeping towards the edge of a cliff, like much mm-hmm. less exciting. Prior to this, we were watching golden era Hollywood movie bloopers, mm-hmm. which are also great because, you know, it's black and white and you have th- these actors speaking in transatlantic accents. So they're like, well, I just don't know, dear. I don't know if we're going to be there. They're, oh, fuck. Fuck me in the ass. And you're, it's like, <laughs> well, it's not funny. It's not charming mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. it just it just feels dis- disorienting and disjointed. But anyway. well, there, also, I noticed that a lot of a lot of people of that time cursed by saying nuts like. God bless my soul. Like there's so, there's like so many well, old, some of them went old hard. men some of them who like hard. are playing minors and stuff are like God bless my soul. Like they're all wicky, wacky old people. Anyway, we had we it fell asleep pretty quick. Is moral of the story? Yeah. <laughs> what else you got there? My headphones died. Anyways, oh, you can see it. Let's ha- let's hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with really great m- movies from the eighties. Not anymore. That we'll no more about. COVID. One thing we learned in 2020, the internet is even more awesome than we thought. Groceries online, movies online, doctor visits, 
online. And of course, going to the post office online with Stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer. No need to leave their home or office or home office. Stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours and tons of money, and now you can too. With Stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS right on your computer, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. Whether you're a small office sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With Stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp, 40% off all priority mail, and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 900,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. So make 2021 the year you stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with our promo code DUDE, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in DUDE. That's stamps.com, promo code DUDE. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Sorry, my headphones died like right in the middle of that really awesome conversation really about good. about <laughs> what happened to the guy in the car. <laughs> you missed it all. Um, did, he, did he make it? So I had to switch. But uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about and why I was really excited to bring Ricky onto this podcast is because one of our favorite shows, our non-favorite favorite shows, back on the air, mm-hmm. shitty reality TV. You gotta love it and you hate it. It's The Bachelor, and it's back. There would be applause right now. Cody, that's what I should have. I should have had Cody when mm-hmm. I say The Bachelor's back. I needed, like, a wave of applause. But anyways, it's back. <laughs> and um, just makes me feel good when I watch it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when sports came back after the hiatus because of COVID. I was like, ah, oh, finally, something to watch. Uh, yeah. Bachelor is, like, proof that the world keeps on turning. Like, yeah, nothing's yeah. going to stop. Nothing's going to stop football, baseball. Nothing's going to stop the production of The Bachelor. I, I wanted um, to ask, is, does The Bachelor feel like a markedly different show produced in COVID times? No, no, because they, you know, everyone gets tested and then does like a 10-day quarantine and then they start the filming. And mm-hmm. they, yeah. instead of, you know, traveling and doing like the whole travel version of the show, they stay in one resort that they've completely bought out. And yeah. they make it their own bubble. So it really does feel as though you're watching something normal. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's like like Lindsay said, the show is absolute trash. It's the it's overproduced. It's completely Mm -hmm. fake. It's it's as bad as reality TV can get. But it's so watchable just because I I don't know, like for whatever reason, I really enjoy like how ridiculous it is because they, it was like, I think Paul Shear and his wife made a spoof version of the bachelor years ago, way like like 10 years ago or something. And I, I remember I got back into watching the actual bachelor during Hannah Brown's season. Yes. Yes. I I I was just looking up the name of that. Uh, I love Ken Marino. There was a season like three years ago or maybe two years ago with Hannah Brown was the bachelorette. Yeah. And that season, I, I just for some reason was like, All right, I'm going to watch this again from the beginning. 
and try to get into it. And that season was like the most bonkers season of a show that I've ever seen to where it was like, it went above and beyond the, like the parody version, like the parody version could no longer come mm-hmm. like exist as a parody yeah. because of how yeah. ridiculous the actual show has gotten. It's yeah. like, it's like house of cards beyond the Kevin Spacey thing. They couldn't mm-hmm. keep making that show because American Indeed. politics had already become yeah. more of a cartoon. Yes. I'm, I'm curious. So in, as someone who doesn't watch the bachelor, I've only ever watched one season of Joe Millionaire, and that's as close as I, I get to like those reality competition shows. I have seen all of Burning Love, so I guess I have seen yeah, that. Burning um, yeah, Burning Love. Yeah. But uh, what what makes you guys watch it? What do you enjoy? Like you said, it's comforting, which I totally get for some of that like mindless stuff. Because we talked about Bake Off before. I love Bake Off as a right. comfort Bake show. Bake Off is like a different... Bake Off is wholesome and comforting and feel good mm-hmm. and like cheerful. Mm-hmm. And and The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is sort of like, yo, I'm going to get this glass of wine, aka this bottle of wine. I'm going to mm-hmm. down it and I'm going to watch a straight up shit show on the TV. Okay. And it's good in that way that in the way that it's like, crazy stuff happens, you're expecting it because it's reality TV. But then sometimes you're even like, what? Lindsay, that's not real. Do you ever shout at it while you're watching it? Oh yeah, it's hel- and that's part of the fun is you're watching it and oh, you're yeah. like, you're like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Like what? Yeah, I'll like text Lindsay and be like, are you fuck? Are you seeing this? Like, mm. and I'll there'll be parts that are so cringy that I either have to get up and wa- I'll pace the room, mm. or if like if I'm already like into the couch and have a blanket, <laughs> like I am like, I want to die watching it. Um, I think what makes it compelling specifically now is that, you know, it's always been like a popularity contest, but in Mm -hmm. the last five years, there is a very successful career to be made off of Instagram and TikTok Mm -hmm. and Snapchat and all that stuff for every Mm -hmm. contestant. So more so than like trying to get married to whoever the bachelor or bachelorette is mm-hmm. everyone on the show is competing to be as insane to, as possible to like so establish can, their brand their social yeah. brand to yes like the next influencer so mm-hmm. they're constantly trying to like outdo each other and the natural progression just leads to pure chaos mm-hmm. like they but want heard- to be the standout I heard about that bachelorette though that she like had already social stalked and picked out who she wanted to Mary prior to the show and broke the show. So with the so, last Bachelorette season, yeah, they yeah. they met all the guys, or she like knew of all the guys, and then they couldn't film because it was mm-hmm. starting right when corn uh, COVID was happening, and then she like knew all their ha- Instagram handles, and mm-hmm. like they say they didn't contact each other, uh, but she knew who they were, and like yeah, if you had like twenty guys and you're like, well, which one do I like? this one's the cutest, like this yeah. one's ugly, you know, this one's racist, whatever. Then she could find out who she's already going to have that predisposed, like it, attraction. It's, to. It still blows my mind though, because when I think of the way you guys are describing the contestants and the setup of the show, it's that finding someone you are actually compatible with seems like it is maybe fourth or fifth on the <laughs> rung of priority priorities yeah. while being on the show. So I'm just well, shocked that someone was like, is. this is the my, man that I love. And she's and still with him, I think. She is? Because my well, question was, like, she doesn't seem like she was someone that was going for fame then. 
Well, she'd already been on the show like five times. She was already on the show several times. Yeah. She was on different versions of the show. So it was like her ultimate chance. And like they made a whole big deal about her being like the oldest bachelorette in a hit bachelorette history. Mm -hmm. Which she was 39 looking for love. Look, there's there's like (laughs) when it comes down to it, this show is trash and it knows exactly Mm -hmm. what it is. And the audience Mm -hmm. wants a certain level of chaos, Mm -hmm. obviously. So like when at the beginning of that season, like, look, great. It's an older season with older guys and an older woman. But you're not going to get the same, like, pure chaos that a young cast with, like, mm-hmm. a young bachelor or bachelorette and a bunch of young people who have no idea the repercussions of their actions. <laughs> like, that's the mm-hmm. real, like, juice. Like, that's what really makes the show crazy and watchable is when they're all a bunch of, like, 20-year-olds who have no idea how to, like, live mm-hmm. their lives in any normal sense and mm-hmm. are literally just going after the fame. That's what's ma- what makes it, like, I-, I feel like, you know, you're in, like, a Roman Coliseum watching people fight to the death. Like, that's what The Bachelorette feels like. Yeah. They're all just ruining their lives for entertainment <laughs> for everyone watching. Yeah. And, yes. and that's what we're kind of seeing more with this season. Is so, oh, this season so is far. like, there's no. what I think, and I think Lindsay thinks the same way, an obvious plant from the producers who is yeah. only there to sow chaos with the rest <laughs> of the girls. Like, if at any moment what's happening on screen is too normal, like, oh, I hope he picks me to go horseback riding. Like, this girl will shove her head into the room and be like, yeah, well, I, I one time a horse bit me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go kill your horse right now in front of everyone, and like just whatever the most off the wall thing possible. Mm-hmm. It's so like there's no way that she's a real person who's really trying to do oh. the right thing on the show because mm-hmm. it's like every moment she does what you would think like a writer on a screenplay yeah. would do yeah. to make it the mm-hmm. most unbelievable thing possible. It's so fun, and I, I know that there's probably a lot of people watching right now or listening who are like, I don't care about The Bachelor. But you know what? If you want something like just, I mean, and there's lots of options to put on some crap on TV, but, you know, if you want to talk to us about it, <laughs> watch The Bachelor. We'll talk about The Bachelor with I, you. I, I mean, the thing, I get it. I, I don't ever, like, reality TV, the only thing I don't like about it is how it put a lot of writers out of work um, yeah. and how they, like, have managed, the industry kind of managed to skirt a lot of union They're still writing for the bachelor baby you just heard everything ricky said well except that they're not hiring writers they're hiring whatever story producers that they don't have to give (laughs) the same same leeway to but other than that i was watching like real world like season five or whatever i like i i used to eat that up when i was young there and i i always really enjoyed it there were a couple of seasons of Big Brother that I got really into, and also with Big Brother, it's like it's all about the machinations of what they're do- the alliances that they're forming in that mm-hmm. house. And then there was a time too when they would have these twenty four seven cameras up in the house. So even if an episode wasn't happening, you could go and you could just like kind of watch them uh, yeah. in the house. And like I got I got kind of into it because it was more of the social experiment than it mm-hmm. was. You know, just people being outlandish for the, the sake of the, being outlandish. But I, I like, love a good, I love a good show. You could shout. See, at. that's 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 yeah. the thing though is I never really. I mean, I watched Real World and Road Rules when I was a kid, but like the yeah. the the wave of reality shows that happened in the early two thousands mm-hmm. up until mm-hmm. now, I have Bachelor's pretty much the only thing that I've ever yeah. got caught mm-hmm. into, and it's just because it's so it because I think it's because it still has that element of 
actual reality in it and it's not just pre-produced like the Kardashians or like some of those other shows sure, where yeah. it's reality shows based on mm-hmm. reality but everything they're doing happens this, in an ecosystem that's planned out and yeah this, yeah this well yeah. yeah that's the issue is that every every reality show now is all pucks this is my favorite <laughs> reference yeah. it's all pucks <laughs> as opposed to one puck oh Sorry. yeah yeah at least the only reality show i've got i've gotten into recently was a few years ago watching terrace house because it was sort of the anti-reality mm. show of let's do a reality show where there is no actual conflict and mm-hmm. that's going to yeah. be the show so well, I started. I started trying to watch because everyone was talking about 90 Day Fiance. Oh yes, and, and it got to the point where I was those. like, where I'm like, okay, there's something crazy going on here. I should probably watch it just to like, if everyone's talking about it, I'm like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot at least. Um, and specifically, I kept hearing about 90 Day Fiance, and I started watching a couple episodes, and I got kind of into the. I, it was probably like a year ago or something that I was like sort of following along pretty regularly, and I remember one night they were doing like a a marathon of it. And I was like, Oh, I'll be able to get caught up with where everyone's at. So I started watching it and I remember sitting there in bed and I felt physically, I felt terrible. And what I, (laughs) and I've had, you know, panic attacks and anxiety attacks before. Uh, what I was having was I, 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 it took me a while to realize that it was happening, but I was actually having like a mild anxiety attack and it was caused by the, by the show because Mm -hmm. the show was so like, there was, parts that were like mean spirited. There were parts where I legitimately felt bad for what was going on. There was like, it was just kind of a mean thing to watch happen. And yeah. I, I remember being like, why do I feel like this? Like I had never like felt like that from a show before where I was just like, and I had like changed the channel and I forget, I think I put on like some show on HGTV where they like build houses or something. And I was like, Oh, I feel better now. Like it just, it <laughs> made me feel, feel bad like and i've never gotten that way i can usually watch something like objectively and be like oh well this show sucks or i like i'm just not gonna watch this but like i was like hooked on it so i kept watching it and just like it just didn't make me feel good at all it wasn't like a horror movie where i'm like oh that sucks but it was you're well you're an empathetic person so you're just you're just yeah i'm a cancer (laughs) and you can't you can't even like build that barrier and say these are actors this was written this is yeah made up you know, yeah. when to a degree, you're just soaking in like this horrible, really, I totally, I get that. I get well, that's, that because. And I think that's the separation with The Bachelor is like everyone in that show knows what they're getting themselves into. The 90 yeah. Day Fiance thing is like, there's a really fucked dynamic going on in at least the season that I watched, which was, I think people from America went to other people's countries to marry them. Oh. And it was like, there's a. The dynamic was all over the place, and I was like, this makes me feel extremely uncomfortable, and everyone involved feels trapped in what they're doing, and, like, Mm -hmm. even if they don't like what's going on, they can't really, like, escape from it. It was just, like, I felt like I was held hostage watching people being held hostage. It was bad. Whereas, like, Bachelor, like, something crazy happens, and I'm like, oh, well, they knew what they were getting themselves into. They, everyone, there's been 20 years of this show. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no surprises here. did anyone ever watch the Joe Schmo show? It sounds familiar. Has what anyone the Joe? I know that? it. Is, the, is that a dating show? It no. It was it was a reality t- TV show where only one contestant was real, and all of the rest of them were actors pretending to be oh. contestants. I think this is like pre Burning Love, and this is like the first like postmodern reality show, and uh, it's pretty so it's gaslighting the show. It, it's pretty amazing. There's this one guy 
and he thought he was on a show where he was going to like win like a hundred thousand dollars, like just a reality show where a bunch of people live in a house together and like do challenges every single week and vote people off, like basically a survivor. He, mm -hmm. And he thought he was competing for a hundred thousand dollars, but he was the only real person. Everyone else, Kristen Wiig was on it. Um, wow. Ralph Garman, um, like it had like a bunch of people and they would basically improvise and do comedian stuff. But the thing, the thing about the show that made it so great was that it was supposed to be like a joke on him, but then every single time the producers set up some sort of situation or it just happened naturally where someone would be like, I'm in this for my influence or whatever, he would always do the right thing and be mm -hmm. like the perfect nice guy. Like he hurt someone in like an episode during a competition, he like hurt someone and he insisted upon like, even though he won giving the prize to the person Aww. who he had injured. And well, then there's awesome. one point where someone was voted off and he like almost had a breakdown because he, he like questioning whether or not any amount of money is worth the kind of like not what they were doing to him, but like mm. the mental strain it was putting on the group. Of, and so like it was weird. And he was like, I guess, just plucked kind of out of nowhere that like he but he they just got this guy. And it's but it's amazing watching the whole show just for the final episode where then they reveal that the whole thing was a trick is like. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's like Truman Show level stuff, but I wish there was more, I guess I wish there was more reality that was kind of like that, what? and I know that's harder to do. But trickery? Not trickery, yeah. but like, Well, that's like, I mean, like, kind of like Nathan for you scratches that yeah, itch a true. bit, but like yeah. he always yeah. gets people there. I don't think a lot of the people that he, you know, interacts with on that show are as wholesome as Joe Schmo. No. Uh, mm -hmm. Because they usually just go along with whatever terrible plan he has. Yeah. Um, have you seen uh, how, how to with John Wilson? Oh, I oh, love, yeah. love, yeah. Oh, baby. love it so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, man, the, the first four. episode, the first episode where he meets that guy at the, in Mexico mm -hmm. and they oh, go yeah, partying yeah. and then he finds out that like, I don't want to spoil the show if you haven't seen it, but like, that is like a masterpiece in mm -hmm. like, emo like where you go emotionally on that journey with thread, his friend, yeah. yeah. Every episode is like a wild emotional roller coaster, and then you go, "How do we end up here? We were just talking about scaffolding. <laughs> like, how how yeah. are we here?" Yeah. Uh, Cody shouted at Survivor. Yeah, I have watched. I a few, is kind yeah. of the granddaddy of mm -hmm. you know reality TV. Um, well, yeah. Now I they have like the masked dancer and singer, and I have I've never even seen one second oh, yeah. of it. Yeah. I think Survivor I is what turned turn the landscape of reality TV mm -hmm. into, you know, it, every single cast member needs to be a character. And these are not slice of life mini documentaries. Cause like, yeah. yeah, real world again, I think was like the OG, but real world seemed like it came from a genuine place of like, what would happen if we put someone who, you know, is conservative in the same house with someone who's gay. And then like, let's just see, you know, like that's what it kind of started as. Mm -hmm. And then it, it did almost feel like it was a documentary kind of style show. And then survivor came out and it was like, Oh wait, if we have this really like sinister person who's just like a, a television super villain, people will watch it 10 times as much, you know? Yeah. I feel like one of the things that I, a lot of the reality shows that I watch, like the bachelor or the only other one that I really watch is American Idol is the, the contestants um, have to have sort of like that trauma factor. And they have to have this story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's like so a lot of it's the biggest like, thing with The Bachelor right now is the people are like, "Tell me what happened to you." No, like, what really happened to you? Yeah, mm -hmm. so those parts are kind of gross. Uh, like yeah. the the 
that you can tell that the producers are feeding the questions to the main contestant to be like, you know, and, and they always keep pushing this, you know, Ask you have to be honest. Yeah. You have to be honest, you know, trust this process, be vulnerable. And it's just like, it's just like, go do the thing where they have to play flag football and they fight each other. Cause one of them trips <laughs> on the other. Like that's, that's great. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of manipulation going on in the recent ones, which is kind of gross. Uh, they, there's like, there's a promo for an episode coming up where like, they find out that one of the girls like may have been a sex worker and there's a lot of like weird shaming going on in the promos Aww. for it. And it's like, uh, I yeah. mean, you know what you're getting with the show, but they, they're really yeah. like, they're starting to do these storylines that are like kind of, they're making it like uh wrestling sort of, but it's a reality dating show where they're like yeah. heightening everything, like to the point where yeah. at one point it's going to get too heightened and something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like they can't all just be contestants anymore. They also have to be like these characters like right away pretty much. So yeah. And in most cases it is fun and like harmless, but there's, yeah, there's some kind of gross shit going on in some of the recent seasons. But another part about it that I still like, and I like about re- regular reality shows is just, there's still like one or two people in a show that you find and you're like, Oh, that person's kind of normal. And like, mm-hmm. I'm rooting for that normal person. So you still find that like sort of I'm rooting for, this person or I'm rooting mm-hmm. for somebody mm-hmm. and you're watching the shit show that's unfolding all around the person. What's the guy's like, what? name? Why did like I do a, this? A long haired blonde guy. Uh, he was on Hannah Beth season. Then he was on bachelor in paradise where like, you can tell that he is just there for the ride. And he would just like, it, he, he would literally just be at the like things before the rose ceremonies, just getting drunk and be like, yeah, what's up everyone? We're all here having fun. Oh, right. Like, did not care yeah. at all about John Paul Jones is the name yeah, of the John Paul Jones. he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. John Paul Jones. Yeah. bro. He's like, well, I'm hanging out. And he says his full name. So he's like, oh, I'm John Paul Jones. He's like, well, that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I love shitty reality TV. You can't wait to watch the bachelor later tonight. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you can always count on it being there. Like, like sports during the quarantine stuff that's going on. It's like anything that's like new and actively happening. Like pre-produced shows are great. I'm I'm really enjoying WandaVision. Uh, Mandalorian was great, but like stuff that's, it's just, I don't know. There's some kind of like weird thing about if it's happening now and being recorded, it's like interesting to me. It's a Mm -hmm. warm, sticky blanket. Yeah, it's a filthy, <laughs> disgusting blanket. Uh, we're going to have one more uh, uh, word from our sponsors, and then we'll be back just a few more minutes and kind of wrap things up here today. After the year we've all been through, saving money should be at the top of everyone's resolution list. So if you're still paying insane amounts of money every month for wireless, what are you doing? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. And as the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you maximize your savings with plans starting at just $15 a month. For people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with the unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data covered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash dude. That's mintmobile.com slash dude. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash dude. 
This episode is brought to you by Public Rec. So I'll be honest with you, the copy that I was provided was asked for me to talk about some of the things that I don't like about lounge pants or loungewear or anything like that. And I'm just gonna actually flip it real quick because I actually love loungewear. I love lounge pants, especially given the way maybe my work lifestyle has changed in the last year or so. I love the ability to be comfortable but not feel like I am kind of a slob, if that makes sense. Um, and it helps me work better, it helps me work smarter, and it helps me work really well and be really happy about that. So I wanna flip it and just talk about, I know loungewear. And these public rec lounge pants that I am wearing right now are fantastic. They fit perfectly, the length is perfect. They have all kinds of pockets. I'm still discovering, I love when you can discover pockets. I'm sorry, I'm touching my pants right now. They feel really good. And so instead of talking about what I don't like about other pants, I just wanna tell you how much I really, really genuinely love these pants. Um, public rec, they make leisure wear. Uh, in waist and inseam sizes because comfort starts with a better fit. So you don't have to worry about finding something that fits your waist, but is maybe a little too short or too long for your legs. The pants that I have on right now are perfect. They nailed it. Given my sizes, it's great. Um, they uh, The pants that I have are the best selling all day, every day pants. Uh, they're more stylish. So uh, when I look at myself, um, in a mirror or something like that. I uh, don't feel ashamed um, and I have no qualms going out if I need to um, wearing these pants, whether it's just for a walk or, I mean, I don't really do much else, but when all this is over, you better believe I'm gonna go to a fancy restaurant wearing these pants. They are fantastic. They are super comfortable. And here's another thing that I also tested with them. They work across a massive temperature spectrum. That's very important because sometimes you get a lounge pants that's perfect for winter and then you'll, you'll need to get some shorts or something else that are great for summer. Not these. They are fantastic all-weather pants. I've tried them in multiple different temperatures. I've put them through the ringer. I basically would just crash test dummy for these pants and I love them. They always feel great. They always feel nice. I feel comfortable. My legs feel like, I mean, I wish I could just cover my body in it. Um, they are made from breathable, stretchy, moisture-wicking fabric. You can wear them all day, every day. They look brand new. They have zipper pockets, so you don't have to worry about your phone falling out or anything like that. They come in nine different colors. Maybe you want one for every day of the week. I'm not opposed to it. Um, plus, uh, you can get your whole wardrobe from Public Rec. They've got incredibly comfortable shorts, t-shirts, Henleys, polos, hoodies, jackets, and even golf gear. I'm probably not gonna use the golf gear to golf, but I would totally just lie around in it. It'd be great. Also, we've got an amazing offer for you. Public Rec rarely discounts, but right now they have an exclusive offer just for Dude Soup listeners. Go to publicrec.com slash dude and use promo code D-U-D-E to receive 10% off. That's publicrec, R-E-C, and use promo code dude for 10% off. These are great pants. You will not regret it. Keep yourself comfortable. I didn't really have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. We don't have to talk about it. We can talk about it. Ricky, what does the future of, of your and Elliot's channel look like after this week? Uh... What? Because we don't have to talk about Trump? Hopefully, great. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't have... Like, <laughs> I, I would you, love... Do you just push the delete button here? Mm -hmm. I, I just... <laughs> Channel's over. We've done what we came to do. It's so funny, too, because people are always like, you know, not very often, but there'll be some, like, disingenuous comments that are like, oh, shut up about Trump. And it's like, dude, the guy has sucked all of the air out of the room. Like, he is the biggest thing in the, in the world. Like, every 
thing that he does. I wish everything that he did didn't have like detrimental consequences, but mm-hmm. that's just the way things are. And it's like, yeah, we would love to go back to a time where we were talking about, you know, uh, random clown sightings across America. Mm-hmm. But like, there's just like everything yeah. just got so serious so fast. And like what we do is try to make fun of everything that's happening. That's, you know, we talk about serious stuff on the show, but we try to have fun with it as much as possible. And I think we find like a, a decent balance of that. And, you know, uh, people seem to enjoy it and we get less and less comments, you know, of telling us what we should report on and more of just like, you know, people reach out and they're like, Hey, like I, you know, I obviously saw a headline about this thing that happened, but didn't know the details of it. And I learned a lot by watching your show, but also you present it in a way that's, you know, funny while you're getting the point across. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, we have morphed the show, I guess, into a bit of a, more of a serious kind of thing, but still try to make fun of everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, and I gotta say, like, I was excited to have you on. Cause I mean, I've been friends with you for a long time, but I only, (laughs) I only started actually watching a lot of your guys' video, like, on the regular. Probably maybe went around when the election started. Like, I would check in here and there because I like to support my friends. I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. good for you. Thank you. I subbed to the channel, mm-hmm. and, I, and I started watching it. And now, like, I yeah, I watch, I think, all your guys' videos. I put it on at night before I, like, hop off the computer and be like, what happened this week? I want to hear what Ricky and Elliot have to say. Mm-hmm. So I just want to yeah, say no, I've been really enjoying teen it. Teen Doctor you. is back. Yeah, Teen Doctor is back. Yeah, uh, no, it's 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 good and it's fun and it's you know there's a little bit more pressure now in getting things right. Whereas before it would be like, you know, oh, um, guess what? Spider Man's making a new movie. They're gonna be a new mm-hmm. Spider Man movie. And now yeah. it's more like, okay, we kind of have to like dig deeper into the stories that Matt like not not that like everything has to be serious, but like we have to do a better job more uh getting things right and being factually correct before we can start tearing mm-hmm. into things elliot is really good at that i'm trying to get better question. at it but mm-hmm. i have a question Please how question. how did teen doctor pull the wool again oh recently yeah uh, yeah he for some reason like some some either a very generous person who believes in full rehabilitation or someone who has no idea who this guy is at all gave him a job at a like a logistics company and so he w- within working there for a couple of months like i think in his brain figured it out enough to start running a scam based on the new industry he was involved in mm-hmm. but like that's what i said on the show too is like this he's got moxie and he, there's something that he's doing, like his brain works right in the wrong way. Like he's very good at picking up on things. And like, if he, if you could like direct he his energy at doing that. something positive, he yeah. could do it really well. Instead, he, there is something wrong. Like there has to be something wrong in his brain that just makes him do the wrong thing morally mm-hmm. every time. Because yeah. like, we were saying back when he got arrested the first time, like he, I don't think you can be a doctor going to prison for what he did, but in reality, he could probably sit in his cell and study yeah. and like do something mm-hmm. positive with his life because mm-hmm. he does he's pick smart. up on things very quick and he's good at what he does. The problem is what he does is scams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, I just about- watched adventures in babysitting for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Christine Applegate, you know, she gets that job. No, no, the, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. That's don't tell mom you the babysitter's dead. Yeah, oh, don't, yeah. don't tell mom the babysitter. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't tell mom the yeah. babysitter's dead. Oh, yeah. And uh, she gets that job at the agency or whatever. But she's clearly got a talent for it. I mean, she had yeah, to talent. to support the kids. 
And, and luckily, luckily, that job is much less detrimental than being a oh, doctor yeah. who, like, yeah. he was, like, scamming old women and doing actual, like, pap smears and stuff without a license. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so, boy. come no. on, team doctor. Uh, yeah. But, it's yeah, like, no. catch me if you can, right? Yeah. But, yeah, like, characters like him, Martin Shkreli, who was recently back in the news because he had, a, like, a love affair with uh, someone that was covering him uh, for, I believe, the Wall Street Journal or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh... Yeah, there's a whole like laundry list of of wacko characters. I, like that's always, the the, the we, American news never stops because Americans are insane. We mm-hmm. we don't we don't hear much from them anymore, but I I just the other week or something I was like, remember kim.com? Oh yeah. I think he, he lives in like New Zealand oh, now, yeah. right? He's like in New Zealand, but yeah, he he's the well, kind of thing too. I was like I was like, "Oh yeah." And then I went to his Wikipedia and it's like uh kim.com like from the age of 12, like, f- managed to create a fake hedge fund or whatever. I'm like, th- like, that's genius. But the fact that every single genius plot, like, you have to be super smart to be able to do that. But every single effort you put forth is for negative moral results. Yeah. It's, like, pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Well, it's like the that kid, Jacob Wall, who oh, yeah. started defrauding, like, people in the mm-hmm. financial industry and then worked his way into just being like a weirdo political operative right who sounding, sounding board or whatever. Yeah. But also who consistently fails at everything he yeah, does. Yeah. But yeah. somehow keeps getting away with being able to do more outrageous and outlandish stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone in this country that like makes the news is like ratcheted up to like a hundred. They're all pucks. Like mm-hmm. real people are all pucks now, yeah. as yep. you would say. So it's uh, it, it's just kind of like lucky that we, you know, stumbled it, into it, editing for a news program and then took over a news program and then we're like, oh man, you know what's crazy and you know what never ends the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So it's like an unlimited supply of like shit to talk about, and it's like even on like a day where I'm like. Oh, it's going to be hard to find a story today to do an episode about. It's just fire up twitter.com and just there's yep. there's yeah, always yeah. some some character doing something. Like the other day when it's just like, "Wow, welcome to 2021. Here's Bean Dad." Oh yeah, Bean Dad. <laughs> yeah. So, I think uh, I I feel like hu- these those types of human beings have always existed. There have always been pucks, probably mm-hmm. hence the character Puck from which Puck pulled his name. Yeah. Um but uh, I feel like there's always been that aspect of it, except that now there's just a larger platform for people to, mm-hmm. like, whatever, amplify. Yeah, and there's no small news stories. And there's hashtags and such, so. Because, Everything like... Everything will have its 20 minutes. In, mm-hmm. in, re- in, in, like, realistically, that Bean Dad guy making a stupid joke about, like, a learning lesson with his child should have been a blip on nobody's radar. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. instead, it turned into national news. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, uh, but it, it's, but it's funny how the quickly it was eclipsed, with the though, and then immediately we all forgot about Bean Dad. Yeah, um, luckily for Bean Dad, an insurrection happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the only thing that could take down Bean Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I can't wait to hear more about you know the future of this country and Bean Dads all across the country. Yeah, we're about to go the- film all about uh, the My Pillow <laughs> CEO trying to do a coup. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon person that's in the government who is uh, filing articles of impeachment against Joe Biden on day one. And uh, also 
seems like she gave a tour to some of the insurrectionists at the Capitol before the insurrection. And uh, Rudy Giuliani can't represent the president in his impeachment trial because he was literally involved in the insurrection. Oh, hate to see it. We hate to see it. Yeah. It's so How like. How did it come to this? Uh, they're all a bunch of Mr. Magoos. Yeah. <laughs> And they keep getting away with it. <laughs> yeah, same like, well, that's what happened to Mr. Magoo. I know. At a certain point, Mr. Magoo should have died in a car accident or something, but he doesn't. But those iron beams site. just keep getting put up by a yeah. tractor, and, and he keeps stepping correctly mm-hmm. in the right direction. Yep. So, mm. I don't know. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ricky. Um, yeah. You want to tell the people where to find your channel and where to find you on the internet? Yes, go to... Uh, I don't even know if our like custom link works. I think it's internet today TV. If you put that at the end of YouTube, but just search internet today, you can find us there. Uh, Ricky FTW on Twitter. I also stream on Twitch every once in a while. Mostly it's just been magic. The gathering recently, but, uh, uh, that's cool. Refreshing. I, I do love, I've put in, I've played 300 hours since October. It's been the only thing that's gotten me through like the past couple of months. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, all over. All over. All over. Great. Well, thanks again. Thanks, James and Lise, as always. Thank and thank you, you Cody, our TD. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye.